Welcome to Authentically Me. This is your host, Megan Sines. My purpose is to bring you real, raw, and honest conversations to help uncover the vulnerability in all of you. New episodes every Monday, so leave the judgment at the door because it's time to get authentic. In case you haven't heard it yet, you don't need to rely on birth control to manage your PCOS. Not to mention, it only masks symptoms and can make weight gain, cravings, and anxiety worse. That's why as your trauma-informed holistic coach, I always promote Ovacetol. So studies show it can help with all of your PCOS symptoms, including cravings, insulin resistance, anxiety, irregular periods, and infertility. Ovacetol has helped me to manage my PCOS and get my periods back on track. So welcome back. Today we're going to be talking all about my PCOS story and I just want to provide you guys resources and knowledge on this because there's not a lot out there. So we're going to dive into this story. I went undiagnosed for five years. I had gotten on birth control at a really young age. I think I was around 12. I didn't even want to be on birth control, but my stepmom basically made me and at the time I sucked at taking anything consistently, so I knew the pill wasn't going to work for me. So I chose the depot shot. It was easy because I only had to come back every three months, and my doctor told me I wouldn't get my period, so I was like, this is perfect. Now remember, this is middle school Megan who knows nothing about her body. So around my junior and senior year of high school, I started getting more in touch with my body, and I have wanted to be a mom for the longest time. I had a strong gut instinct that I wasn't fertile. I begged multiple doctors to test me for infertility. And you know what they all said? They said, have you ever tried for a year first? You're so young. I'm sure you're fine. So I hear this all the time when clients come to me with PCOS or just people that have PCOS. Um, This is so common. And those are like the first two things that doctors usually tell you. So since my feelings were invalidated, I trusted them and believed them. I stayed on depot until I went to college and my freshman year, I had an appointment for my shot and the doctor mentioned that if I stayed on this birth control, I would have a high probability of getting osteoporosis. I was freaking out and I was like, no way. Like I didn't even want to be on this thing. So I got off the depot shot I asked about my periods and and infertility again. The doctor mentioned that my period should be regulated in about a year, and if not, to come back and get some additional testing. My period never returned. So I truly believe it was due to the birth control I was on. Come my sophomore year of college, I took an intro class to criminology. We had to give up something that we loved to see what it was like for addicts. I gave up bread. And when I tried to incorporate it back into my diet, I realized I couldn't. So I would get so bloated. Like I was three months pregnant, super nauseous, and it was so painful. I couldn't walk around. Like I basically had to make sure if I ate gluten, it was planned for a day that I would be home all day. So this is when I started realizing that I had a gluten intolerance. I started analyzing when I was younger and precious experiences and realized I had always been bloated and felt gross, but I never realized it. I had such a hard time cutting gluten out of my diet. I loved bread so much and I came to find out that gluten was in everything. I was 
honestly in denial for the longest time, even though I also knew, I think it was just so hard to make changes when like you love something so much and you have been living your entire life like that for so many years. So at least for me, this is how it was. So I know how hard change is. I know how hard it is to fight everything that feels so normal and to go with everything different. I know how easy it is to just say, screw it and eat gluten, even though you know the effects it will have on your body. So I slowly started to learn what had gluten in it and started taking those things out of my diet. I quickly learned that gluten-free products taste freaking horrible. It is really hit or miss with them, but most of them taste like million year old dried things or just honestly disgusting. So I think about after a year and a half, I was finally out of my denial stage and I went full-blown gluten-free. It was trial and error with multiple products. And after I graduated college, I was diagnosed with PCOS. So this is polycystic ovarian syndrome for those of you that don't know. And I believe this is what my body was trying to give me a warning sign for for years. So since I was in high school and why I didn't have my periods consistently, so this all made sense to me and I felt like I finally had a doctor who understood me. It was actually discovered by accident. I had horrible stomach pains and they couldn't figure out why. So I had a pelvic ultrasound done and that's how they discovered I had PCOS. Um, I then had lab work to do, which was like the final confirmation and my testosterone and prolactin hormones came back skyrocketing high. So testosterone is linked to increased hair and women should not have this. So my hair grows so fast. I became super self-conscious, but I've always been super hairy and my hair grows back like crazy. So again, I also felt relief. Like I had finally had answers to the things that were going on in my body. Prolactin is a hormone made by the pituitary gland. It's a small gland at the base of the brain. So prolactin causes the breast to grow and make milk during pregnancy and after birth. So prolactin levels are normally high for pregnant women and new mothers. Levels are normally low for non-pregnant women and for men. So they took my blood multiple times to see the levels and every time they asked me if I had milk coming from my breast because the prolactin was abnormally high. They also did an MRI just to make sure it wasn't cancerous or to enlarge that it would be like affecting my brain or some type thing. So if any of you guys are going through this experience, just know these are the reasons why. So they did not find anything, thank goodness. The endocrinologist said my two options were to go on birth control or try metformin. So metformin is a medicine used to treat type 2 diabetes and gestational diabetes. And it is also used for a lot of other things. So I was definitely not going on birth control again. They recommended birth control because it can help regulate your hormones and adds in that estrogen to start your periods again. But... It synthetically produces them, so this is not my preferred method. I tried metformin, but for my body, it just did not agree with it at all. I was so nauseous. I had absolutely no appetite, which triggered my eating disorder history because it was like I was having to force myself to eat. I did not like that at all. So I quickly got off of it, and I remember when the endocrinologist gave this to me when she prescribed it. She was like, this is going to make you feel like crap, but no matter what, just stay on it and your body will adjust. 
what doctor tells you that? Aren't doctors supposed to help you? So if my body doesn't want something and is showing physical signs to get rid of it, then why would I keep taking it? So now I had a diagnosis, but I still didn't have solutions to what could help me heal this diagnosis. So I studied and looked for other ways to heal for my PCOS. So first of all, no doctor could give me a clear understanding of what PCOS even was. Even doing my own research, there were no answers. So my gynecologist and primary doctor made me believe that birth control was the only option. I was told I was infertile and that it would be very hard to get pregnant with PCOS. So I just want to clear some things up. PCOS is actually a metabolic disorder. It has everything to do with the gut and healing the gut. So once I found this out, I started looking at my diet. I started trying vegan stuff. I had a few friends that were vegan, so I asked for recommendations. My main thing was cheese. I love cheese. I started cutting out dairy because my ex was lactose intolerant, so that's all we had in the house. And I'm not a huge milk drinker anyways, So besides like cereal, so I just used the lactose intolerant milk. I started noticing a huge difference in the way like my body was losing weight. It just felt so much better. There was not that much inflammation left. So all of my symptoms started to regulate. If you have PCOS, then cutting out inflammatory foods such as gluten and dairy is really key to healing. I also started acupuncture, which was life-changing. Oftentimes, women with PCOS have higher levels of cortisol, and this is one of the main causes for not getting your periods. So because your body is in this constant fight-or-fight response, meaning your body is always in survival mode, and it doesn't have time to think about your period, and then when you add on the inflammatory foods, then it makes everything worse. So acupuncture really helped me calm my cortisol levels down and learned how to relax and be in tune with my body more. I remember the first time I started a real period, it was so painful because I hadn't had one in years. Yes, I was bleeding. I thought it was a period, but they were false periods in a way because this one, you could tell my body was having a period. Like it was the worst cramps I have ever experienced in my life. I have never given birth, but I would assume this is what it feels like. I could barely walk. My acupuncturist like literally saved my life. I felt so much better after. So I would definitely recommend acupuncture for PCOS. So the reason why most doctors say you're infertile and it's hard to get pregnant is because you have multiple harmless follicles. So these follicles are underdeveloped sacs in which the eggs develop. In PCOS, these sacs are often unable to release an egg, which means ovulation does not take place. So you actually produce more eggs than most, but most of them are underdeveloped. So this will most likely lead to a higher chance of miscarriages. Um, and I also wanted to just talk about infertility for a little bit. So I think this is a widely like misunderstood in Western medicine. This is just my personal viewpoint. I am not trying to be insensitive at all, completely understand. But when you look at miscarriages from a holistic point of view, it really makes sense. So you don't have the room energetically to support yourself. So of course, there isn't going to be room to support another human being. So I just wanted to point that out. Seeing how much I've suffered finding decent gluten-free stuff, I started my own baking business with my now ex. 
I wanted to create something that tasted good, like real desserts and not dry or anything. So that's exactly what we did. It was amazing. Everything tasted so good. And from there, it just really set the foundation for what I could make. And this really blossomed my love for baking and cooking in general. So when I transitioned into vegan, a whole world unfolded where there were honestly endless possibilities. And I'm still working on tweaking some baking recipes into vegan, but they have all turned out so good. Like I feel like vegan is the same where everything tastes so gross and it's like this cake-like brownie texture and that just is not for me. I want it to taste a real brownie taste like, I want it to taste like real cake, just normal real stuff. So if you don't follow me on Instagram, go hit follow because every Friday I release a new gluten-free vegan recipe. And the best part is you get to choose on Thursday what you want. So I always list out three options and you get to vote for what you want. The one with the highest amount of votes is the one that I end up posting on Friday. So I'm going to go over some signs that my body gave me years before I had a PCOS diagnosis. So one of them is irregular periods. I never got my periods. Like they were so irregular, like probably every three months, just completely random. Um, I have excessive hair loss. I thought this was normal. Like every time I'm in the shower amount, like a whole thing of hair would just fall out. I'm always constantly craving carbs and sweets. Everyone would seriously ask me if I was pregnant because I would crave the craziest things. I have healed holistically through many different methods, so I wanted to share a few that have helped me along my journey. So first, acupuncture does wonders, as I mentioned before. Any type of massages, just releasing and letting go and lowering that cortisol level. Reiki helps, Ayurveda, so any type of self-love or relaxing. Exercise helps. Not anything high intensity, no HIIT classes, More like yoga, walks, short runs, low weights, and slow workouts. So it is really important to sync your cycles, if possible, to the moon cycles because then you can know exactly what workouts to be doing. I recommend drinking lots of water. This helps because in Chinese medicine, it's known as the flow of the blood is kind of what they call it. So if you're not drinking enough water, then like your blood doesn't have enough to like flow through you is basically how they mention it. So I always want to make sure that you're pairing carbs with a protein. So the key with PCOS is high protein. It's actually all in what you eat because like I said earlier, PCOS is actually a metabolic dysfunction. So eliminating dairy and gluten is so key. In high protein, I'm not talking about like meat, like the stereotypical Western society. Obviously I'm vegan and I still manage to get a ton of protein in my diet. So definitely just want to point that out. Ovacetol is my literal favorite thing I have discovered. It helps with hormone balancing and insulin levels. So I get the little packets. It comes in like a pack of like 90 or like 180 or something like that. You're supposed to start taking one in the morning to get your body used to it and then gradually increase to one in the morning and one at night. Also sleep. This is so important. So I used to have the worst sleep schedule. It's really important to have a structured morning and nighttime routine. Um, Also sleeping in complete darkness because the cortisol, testosterone, and prolactin are most likely high 
Um, it's important to sleep in the darkness to relax your mind. So that really helps. Um, before I would always sleep with the TV on or with a light on like a nightlight or something, but I promise you when you sleep in complete darkness, your life will change. Waking up and doing 10 minutes of sun. So if you can't then get a wake up light and use that every morning. So I've actually linked one in the show notes. So make sure you check that out. It is an amazing product. It's like a 14 in one. So I highly recommend it. I also recommend getting a food allergy test done. And this is because it helps you know what's causing you inflammation because I had no idea. I honestly thought it was just gluten. And then when I got one done in reality, it was so many other things. So it's really helpful because you want to eliminate as much inflammation as possible in your body. So after being let down by Western medicine and through my own studies, I have completely controlled my symptoms of PCOS and reversed them. I can now eat gluten and not have any symptoms, or sometimes when I eat too much, I will have like very little side effects. So nothing like before. However, I still do not eat gluten or dairy on a regular basis. So when I do choose to eat them, it's much better because my body isn't already inflamed. My periods are regular and synced with the moon. So definitely possible to happen holistically, not through metformin, not through birth control. I want to dive in to making my own food. I get a lot of questions about this a lot. So this is not always an easy process, but I have found so many health benefits in doing so. My body is being exposed to way less preservatives. It overall feels just very healthy. So I think the biggest con to this is that when I want something right away, it takes more time to make because it's not as easy as like running to the store to go grab it. Initially, it seems very overwhelming, but if you're just starting out, I'd recommend making sure your pantry is stocked with the basics. So I would give yourself three months to adjust because it's a lot to change. So you'll have moments of pure joy and temper tantrums, but it's such a fun process. You're also going to go through stuff so fast, like different flowers and stuff like that. So be aware of that. I have gotten really good about being aware of like how long certain things take. So I'll usually plan ahead, but it definitely takes time to like get to that point. I had no idea how many things you can make from scratch. And it's really cool to see it form from like seasonings and soy milk or whatever the recipe calls for to something amazing, like real food. Cheese can be formed from like cashews and it's just amazing. So of course I tweak some recipes and I make them my own. I make pretty much everything from scratch. So jams, ranch, sauces, etc. I think sauces are the main thing because usually all sauces have either gluten in them or something I can't have. So it's just a lot easier. For instance, I can't have tomatoes, so I have to make my own ketchup or barbecue sauce or marinara sauce, or I find products without tomatoes. Tomatoes are surprisingly in a lot of things. So I honestly didn't realize like I made everything from scratch until one of my friends mentioned it. And I was like, oh wow, like you're totally right. I do make a lot of stuff from scratch. I make my own ice cream. Yeah. A bunch of stuff. So I also get asked a lot about what I eat when I travel. So I usually book my travel by the location I'm at. So say I know it's a really outdoor place like the Azores, then I will find a cheap hotel on hotels.com or an Airbnb and get that because I know I'll only be there to sleep and that's it. If I'm going to rest and I have been there multiple times or there aren't many things to do, such as Madrid, mind you, there are multiple things to do there, but 
I've been there a lot, so I tend to book nicer hotels since I know I'll most likely be inside relaxing. If it's a new place that is super nice, like Finland, that has both amazing places to stay at as well as outdoor stuff, then I'll splurge and I'll do both. The key is to try and always book a place with a kitchen so you can get your own groceries and cook whatever you want. So this is how I save a lot of money because you have to think most of the time when you go out, you're spending money on food. So it's good to plan ahead as well. I usually make some of the on-the-go stuff before traveling. So on my last trip, I brought biscuits, which was my breakfast every day with some honey. I brought breakfast burritos another time. So also, if you don't have access to a lounge, then you definitely need one. It saves so much money. This is how I refill drinks and then grab snacks like fruit to keep. Um, also don't be afraid to ask like a chef to like remove cheese or make something vegan. I do this all the time. So every restaurant has veggies, so it's definitely possible. So if you're struggling with anything I talked about, please do not hesitate to reach out to me and let's start healing you today. So I know how frustrating and defeating it can be not to feel good in your body, to not have answers and to not be able to eat anything. Like I want to help you. You're not alone. And I want to save you from years of misguided information. So I have attached links in the show notes to the supplements I'm currently taking and recommend for PCOS. So if you don't know where to start, remember that PCOS is all about managing inflammation. Thank you guys so much. I can't wait to see you next week. Thank you so much for listening. My goal is to always create a safe space to be vulnerable in. And if you benefited from this episode in any way, the best way to show your appreciation is by simply screenshotting this episode and sharing on your social media or with your team. Or even better, drop me a review on whatever platform you're listening on. Don't forget, if you're looking for additional support, I love being a resource to you on Instagram at HealWithMegan. I can't wait to share space with you all again next week. Sending you all love and healing.